Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Create Invent podcast live stream end of the year extravaganza. I'm here with my co-host, Jeremy S. Cook from jeremyscook.com. And Jeremy tells me we're going to jump right into the coffee break today because he doesn't want to forget to record it. No, that's that's exactly right. Last time it was amazing because we uh, we realized we hadn't done it, and I my battery was about to run out. We literally what within five seconds it just went went dead. So oh yeah, I clicked done recording, and then your screen went black and said no battery. Yeah, but but listen, you know we're gonna you know try to take this seriously this time. I know sometimes we we have a bit of fun with it. We do appreciate you guys' patronage. That, that's awesome. So uh, so Carl, you know always appreciated patronage. Patronage? I keep saying that, patronize. Well, thank you for patronizing us, I guess. Carl, you know, we saw you. We saw I saw you Tuesday. Uh, Pat didn't see you because he lives in Texas. But, you know, so hello again. Hope you're listening. And thank you for your patronage. Michael Sizer, thank you as well. Raptor, Stuart Morrow, Brian Moses, and Positive Waves. Thank you so much for your support monetarily. It's, it's much appreciated. And, you know, of course, you can give us a thumbs up or, or watch our podcast. You can... You can give it a thumbs up right now as you're watching. That's that's awesome. Pat, just in case people want to know, where would they go if, if they did want to patronize us? I'm going to tell you, Jeremy, I just went to the website just to make sure I don't read it incorrectly. If you would like to donate a small amount of your monthly uh, paycheck to <laughs> to uh, the Create and Vent podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash the creativity podcast all all one word no space there's no weird punctuation or anything but you don't have to do that i i don't want to i don't want to make you feel awkward i'm very happy if you just like this video or this audio wherever you're listening to it whatever kind of like or comment you could leave i'd be excited about that yeah well and you know i guess the other thing i was thinking about you know i was watching uh watching pbs the other day or my kids were, and I was I was in the room too, and and they mentioned you could donate your house to PBS. So if you want to donate your house or you know other valuable assets to to the Create Create Event Podcast, and well, I, my I don't gosh, even know. Jeremy, I can hardly maintain my own house. You're right. Now well, I we'll... have to do. I'd have to maintain a house and a half. Okay. Well, I I don't oh, know. Oh my goodness, Jeremy, I'm getting nervous. You're making me giving me anxiety. But we do have the um. I think the what the bad uh bad investment level of patronage uh you know we got the plastic level aluminum uh shack steel level and then i think probably bad return on investment level i i don't know i'm on the i should know these names i'm on the plastic level oh okay you don't read my name off i don't i don't usually that, that's just embarrassing I i'm in <laughs> did you know my wife was mad that you stopped reading her name and then she realized patreon got confused with her credit card and she just hasn't been paying oh well so <laughs> But yes, if, if you don't um, if you don't pay, you don't get a shout out. Although we, it's if true. you ask yeah. if you ask nicely enough, we would probably probably give you a shout out. So hello, hello, Chris. Oh, I totally you know. would. And of course, you know, Patreons help help make the show possible, or at least at least encourage us. But the other thing that definitely makes the show possible, I mean, it, it's it's an interview show. So you know, we have had some some fantastic guests, Pat. I mean, I think we maybe just wanted to kind of like. Maybe give them a shout out. Just think about what we've you know gone through this year. We had in episode fifty four, Alex Kur. He uh, he talked about making your recording space more more better, and that was uh, more better. That was awesome. That it was awesome. Alex's fault that my audio is improved in here, but that's because he came in the room here and he helped me out with uh, I don't know where to point sound panels, and 
he's the reason I upgraded to this particular mic. Okay, very good. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, we we enjoyed him. He did a great job, and as you as you might suspect, his audio was was fantastic. Although we have lots of audio people no, on here. No, it wasn't. Some, he was talking wasn't? on a headphone. Headphone. You know, you're, you're right about that because anyone we have on related to sound, generally they have problems. It's it's very strange, but it is yeah. it is what it is. His background was nice though. That was fantastic. Yeah, he he did a cool background. Then after that, we had uh, we had a live stream. We had uh, Maker Mike si- Maker Mike Sizer called in one of our Patreons. That so was very very cool of him. That was fun. We talked to him about he was he was making monitoring. A, yeah, he was making a device. sensor array, basically trying to put a bunch of cheaper sensors together to make something more awesome. So I don't know where he's gone with that. I hope you know if he's listening, call in and tell us. Maybe yeah, if we were smarter, we could have collected some of this data. We could have Googled it before today, but we're not. We're professional, but not that professional. And after that, we had Stephen Hawes on here. Well, he, he did a man. He was a fantastic guy. I, it's you know, I told somebody I was like, you know, I went into the interview a little bit skeptical about the whole thing, but man, that guy that guy convinced but convinced me that he was what whole thing. Oh, sorry, he makes an open source PNP pick and place like picks and place components, and it's basically like an automatic assembly machine. But you know, after talking to him, I was like, wow, this guy really this guy's the real deal. Now, that being said, I wasn't as convinced as Pat because, well, you can tell us about that, Pat. I bought one. It's right back here. You can hardly see it. I should put a light specifically on it. But Steven's done a good job. I hope he'll come on and talk to us again because I'm going to goof this up. I goof this up every time. Mine's the version 2 where it's just a bunch of components in a box. Version 3 has a bunch of upgrades and it's ships in like three big pieces pre-assembled. So you just, you have kind of flat packs and then you, so I spend a weekend putting mine together. And now you spend an, like an hour or two putting them together. Nice. And it sounds like he's doing a good job. I'm sure. So. I'm sure he is doing a good job. So yeah, I, we should. Um, you know, we'd love your suggestions of who, who to have all back on, who new people to have on. There's a very few people on here that we wouldn't want to have on again, but unfortunately, we only have so much time. Yep, I've been trying to get Jeremy to not come back, but he just <laughs> he just keeps showing up. I don't. <laughs> I keep showing up. I almost didn't today because I kind of forgot about it until 8.15. I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, what is this appointment? It's creating an event podcast. Yeah. So after that, we had Zap Wizard and he makes some really neat functional props. I, I did. A, I think it props did an article like on one of his things. Prop style thing. Movie props, That's exactly. True. So he did, uh, what, a, a Mandalorian uh, throttle. And, and basically his big thing was uh, he does a bunch of Pip-Boy props and stuff. Yeah, he also does some um, the Fallout video game series. It's an arm. It's like a giant wristwatch. No, he does he does some cool stuff. He also does um, custom knife stuff that he gets what like three D printed in China or something. It's it's very we very have interesting. Shapeways, I think, for uh, yeah. What are those knives? Leatherman tools. Leather Leatherman. Yeah. Leatherman. I'm not a Leatherman fan, Jeremy. I don't need the. I don't like the pliers. I have no use for pliers. No. I I like them. Generally, I'm a, I'm generally a Swiss speaking. Army knife. Fan. Maker Mike Sizer, when he came on, he had one of the Leatherman uh, wrist wrist things. It's got like a yeah. bunch of tools around your wrist, and I think I might have had one on. I have I have two knockoffs actually, and I may have had one on. How do you too. like them? It's a uh, it's great. I'm a little ashamed at how good the knockoff is because it's a uh, I don't know. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so it's awesome. great when you're riding your bike or or uh, you know you need to like adjust something. You just got it in your wrist. You take it off. You make the adjustment doesn't have a uh, a pump though so you know 
if your yep. tires go flat, then you're yeah, my out pump, of luck. Do you have a portable pump? I don't carry one with me. I probably should. My my battery powered pump is huge. It looks like a drill, but it's fantastic. Don't know where I'm going with that. It just uh, it seemed to fit. <laughs> and then then after that we had uh who do we have on after that Pat? We had my friend Hash was on talking about uh, hacking smart power meters on your on your house the the box that lives outside your house that keeps track of how much electricity you've used he talked about general reverse engineering and whatnot it was really yeah. really interesting yeah it was very interesting you know the interesting thing about that interview was i felt like you know, there were two things that i thought were interesting you know he's an interesting, interesting. guy just Gen- Do you know generally. how many times we've, you and i have just said interesting probably a lot but you know the one thing is i felt like he was so so his speaking was so polished and he was so on message that I f- almost felt like I, you know, some guests you have to kind of, you know, prompt and I feel like you have to kind of like lead them through the conversation. I felt like he was so good that I actually had to kind of try to throw him off just a little bit so I could get something, you know, like, like a little, uh, little wacky out of him. And he did, uh, he did a great job as you'd, as you'd expect. He really did. The other thing, I didn't even mention it during the interview, but I actually worked for a smart meter company for a while. So he's, he's probably like taking apart some stuff that I've been involved with. I worked for iTron. And they make, you know, smart meters and stuff. He told us who makes the smart meters he's been mess. They're the ones we use here in Dallas because he's, he's not my neighbor, but he's a short drive from here. I mean, there's what, G- GE is one of the big makers. Um, Itron, trying to remember who else. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Anyway, he was a good guest and we, uh, we liked having him on. I enjoyed our next guest after that, Jeremy. I did too. And, you know, he was a, he was a... You know, audio focused guest as well. I can't remember if his audio was good or is bad. It was fine. I think we did. It was normal. I think I think we had some issues though. That's the thing. We gotta we gotta build them as non audio people, and then yeah, it'll be fine. He, he took out his headphones and left during the coffee break, and when he came back, things were goofed up or something. That's how you know he's an <laughs> yeah. audio person. Yeah, but uh, no, it was cool to have him on. Um, basically, you know, you didn't the guy's name. Who he is? Yeah. Oh, sorry. He's he's calls himself he goes by MIDI error so you know like you MIDI machine it's got an error MIDI error somehow he's adopted that name and, and he's he's proud of proud of this and I, I think it's awesome actually he had his own podcast for quite some time where he'd interview I think it was called MIDI error meets and he would interview different um, creators and stuff he kind of put it into that not because he wasn't being successful but I think he just didn't have time for it you know the last guy he had on to his podcast I think you, you know who I'm talking about right I do it was fat boy slim is what you told me right is that wrong no you're right about that and his name's also Norman Cook no relation to me as far as you know, the interesting thing was my uh, my wife and I were watching this documentary in Woodstock '99, and you know all of a sudden Fat Boy Slim's on there, and I'm like, I know a guy, I know a guy that knows a guy, <laughs> and you know it's kind of it's yeah. kind of like wow, it's like a small world, you, you know what I mean? You're Kevin Baconing. I'm Kevin Baconing, yeah, exactly. So he was great, and then uh, our next guest, as got... always, our next guest was fantastic. Yeah. Matt, so, Matt uh, Perks from DIY Perks, right? Yeah, Matt Perks. Can you believe I can great... remember these in order? Jeremy, this is I'm impressed with myself. It's 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 amazing that you can do that without uh, SoundCloud up where we broadcast from. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Perks aka DIY Perks, he was you know, as you would expect, he was he was fantastic. He probably inspired me to to try to step up my uh my video video game as far as how it looks because he doesn't claim to be that good at video but but he is he is quite good his videos always his quality is always fantastic 
Yeah. And I keep saying he might, I'm pretty sure he's the nicest guy on YouTube. But I have he a is. feeling that Stephen Hawes of the Lumen PNP, he might, they might give each other a run for their money. I don't know who's in the lead. And I don't know if yeah. it's a contest either. Yeah, they're very but. nice. I think Stephen's maybe like slightly more enthusiastic, maybe. I, I mean, they're that. both pretty enthusiastic though. But, you know, somebody's got to be, somebody's got to be the winner. But I'd that doesn't mean he's their, nicer. I'd watch their show on MTV. If they were they like, one. Or if they had like a, they would have one. VH1, would they be like, I don't know. Roommates or something and they just hang out? Oh, like a sitcom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what show were you talking about? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I I have no idea. Maybe like a podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we can. Uh... So after that, we did what? What did we do after that? We did a, a live we did episode. Another live stream. Yeah, and then um, Mr. Forbits joined us. He was a great guest. He he introduced us to uh, to Zardoz. Been quite yep. qu- it's quite weird. I- anyway, b- besides apparently being a fan of uh, wacky '70s movies, he uh, he also has a store on Tindy. Sells uh, what is it? Uh, well, four four bit industries. This is his thing. So you know, I actually saw him on Tuesday, same same time I saw Carl, and he said that his sales are doing pretty well for you know for the Christmas Christmas time and uh, oh, holidays in general. So there are twenty seven holidays between the end of November and the middle of January. I don't think it's twenty seven, but it's a lot. There's a large number, and I wish I'd known that longer because that's a lot of things I could be celebrating. That's a lot of excuses to party, and I. <laughs> appreciate that a lot yeah and you, you like you like to party pat i, I saw you were we uh... like to party <laughs> hey so speaking of that I, I saw so you know not that i'm stalking you but i saw on discord you were seemed like you were awake at you were active at like 7 a.m my time which is like 6 a.m your time so have you switched your sleep cycle are you yeah, are you some, now nocturnal some stuff happened and then my friend brian had a shoulder surgery last week and he asked me and Chris to come over to send his son to school in the morning. So I just stayed awake until <laughs> we went over there at like 5 a.m. or whatever it was. And okay. then, you know, I've been, I've been upside down officially ever since then. Okay, well, you know, I, uh, that's interesting. I, I, I had a... I'm trying to flip it back around. This podcast goofed me up because I couldn't, I had to be awake for this. So, so you I just you to, just it's, you just woke up. Do you set an alarm for this? I set an alarm, but I beat it by fifteen minutes. I was awake on my own fifteen okay. minutes. Well, that's I'm very very proud but you woke up. For those who don't know, because most people are probably going to listen to this after it's published somewhere. It is uh, ten to eight p.m. Seven right. forty-eight, actually, exactly. Right, and in. where where Pat is here here it's eight forty forty-eight. So, you know, in in Florida, yeah, Jeremy is from the future. From the future. I get all my stock tips from Jeremy. He sends them to me and I put the orders in an hour early. Yeah. Yeah. Our other guests, our last, our last guest, you know, Pat. I, our final guest of the year. You're going to have to give me a hard time about this. But I was supposed to release the podcast today because, you know, third Thursday of the month. I guess we're just doing a live stream day. But um, Anthony Garofalo, or Proto-G, he came on and talked to us about his, um, basically, he's he works for um, uh, Jeff Bezos' space. Blue Origin, right? Exactly. And uh, man, he was he was a great guest too. We we had him on in um, episode ten, I believe. Is that right? Quite some some time well, ago. I wasn't here yet on episode ten, so I'm You're a right. little fuzzy Pat, on the. I I can tell you exactly with the dates of all the ones I was involved in. He he was on episode Sorry. ten, right? Uh, right after Laura Kampf, and uh, right or right before Will Smith, we had Will Smith on from Foo VR, not the guy from the movies and such. Not, not the Fresh Prince. 
not the fresh not the fresh prince yeah so so anyway we just uh we had a great great year i think you know as far as people have come on um you know we just want to say thank you thank you to, to everybody that's it's really really great and pretty pretty awesome i guess we had some other things to talk about uh you, you got any any goals for um for 2023 pat oh do i have any you know i don't know if this is a goal but you know the last year i failed to come up with something a few years ago i learned to fly fpv drones quadcopters and that used to be hard to do it's a lot easier to do now but I thought that was an interesting skill. And then a few years later, I learned how to ride an electric unicycle. And that's a weird, unique, challenging skill. I have, I want to come up with a new, a new challenging skill to learn. What are you, what are you thinking? Hopefully a useful one, but something, something challenging. And I've not, not come up with a new one. Somebody suggested juggling, but I don't, maybe you suggested juggling. Is my is my mic muted? Did I mute, mute myself when I coughed? Well, you're talking. I hear you now. Okay. Well, anyway, I was trying try to mute myself because I coughed. But anyway, yeah, I, th I think I did suggest juggling, um, so you could be a juggalo. But that's not that's not what that means at all. I don't think. Yeah, my wife learned to solve a Rubik's cube. That was kind of cool. But I can't steal her thing. Yeah, I can't steal her thing. Well, do you have any other ideas that you might might pick up? I have none. Does that make this a terrible segment? If I have none, no challenging skills. <laughs> No, that, that's, that's okay. Well, but well I'm what hoping were you... that the viewers can tell us, listeners can give me a suggestion. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I'm not, I'm not good at having these solid goals. I know for the Butter What show, we wanted to do, make sure we did four episodes, you know, one episode a week, every week. And we decided to change our format and we haven't gotten back into it. We stopped in November, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then we had holidays and surgeries and things going on. So we, we slowed down there, but but I wanted to make sure that my video and audio got better every every time we recorded. And I think for the most part, that was true. I had a few setbacks and, you know, it's two steps forward, one step back every now and then. But I think, I hope I'm doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks good for sure. I mean, you, you look how it's improved and stuff. And, you know, if you're watching, Pat's video is definitely better. His audio, I, I think, is better. I, I don't know. I guess I... Yes, I don't know. I think I've taken a, ever since I rearranged the office, I've taken a step back, I think, because my sound panels don't work as well in this corner as they did when I was sitting in that corner over there. Okay. But it's not not much. I noticed the difference, but I bet nobody else does. Yeah, I don't know. As long as it's consistent, I think, between a but, Yeah. But yeah, that was that was one of my goals. I, I actually write down my goals. I'm not gonna show everything, but you know, it's uh Oh nice. One of one of my goals for twenty twenty two was to improve the podcast. So hopefully I've Hopefully I've done that. I don't know. Got some some paneling up there, which may or may not have been there last year. I don't quite remember. I see it up there. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I'm using my Sony camera, which is a vast improvement over my webcam. So that that's good. I got a bunch of goals. You want me to tell you uh, tell you some other ones that I yeah. made? And or, let's see. So, and I'll tell you if they're good ideas or bad ideas or achievable or whatnot. Okay. Well, I don't have, uh, I don't have my 2023 goals made out yet, but... But I got the 2022. You could tell me if you think I did a good job or, or a bad job. Okay. So, uh, I can do that. so yeah, I said one new customer platform, and I I did write for them. Although I haven't haven't really heard much back from them in the last few months, so I think maybe uh, hopefully I didn't like offend them or something. There was yeah, maybe that's a step forward and then back. You want to know why I think I might have offended them? 
only if you're willing to tell us. Well, is this hard hitting journalism? It's a uh, or it's somewhat hard hitting. I, I don't know. I, it wasn't so anyway. I was on a conference call with with the customer and all these people. You know, I've basically written something up for them, and uh, somebody's like basically telling me, "Oh, well, this needs to be in there. This needs to be in there." And then he says, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. I'm thinking like, I'm pretty sure I have this in here. He's like, well, maybe it's in later, you know, as we go through the whole thing. And I said, I said, well, you haven't read, you haven't read it, <laughs> you know? And I, you know, I don't know. Maybe this guy was important or something. I, I don't really know, but whatever. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just got busy with other customers. <laughs> so, but I just, I just, you know, you just wonder what goes on behind the scenes some, sometimes. Yeah. Well, are you, are you bummed out about this or are you? okay with it uh, i'm pretty much okay with it so that's it, it's okay. fine oh one thing one goal that i had like kind of added it later was to do a new jc pro macro 2 with the hot swap keys well that that i didn't quite do because i was going to do the kickstarter toward the end of this year and they rejected me and i just thought it don't tell us too much about the macro pad because we could talk about we could spend five minutes talking about the macro pad because I have questions. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll just we'll just say I didn't quite get my Kickstarter that I was hoping to do. I was also working on something I call a zone clock, which basically has a PCB behind it, it has all the different time zones on it, and it's like I've gotten that done, but I haven't put a video out on it yet. So I don't know if that's a. What do you think? You think that's a success? And it needs some improvement. So you think this is a success? Can I buy it yet? No, you cannot. Can I purchase it? <laughs> no. I, I don't know if I'm going to... No. Okay, so I'm doing I'm doing a bad job, so... I don't think you're doing a bad job because you've accomplished all of the hardest work. And now it's finishing touches to get to, to get a product out the door. So I think you've done a good job. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess you're right, but... I should get signs. Good job, bad job. I can hold them up as your... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's, that's good. I, uh... Oh, you know, I lost a little bit of weight this year, so that's that's good. I was my goal was to get nice job. consistently under two hundred forty pounds, and I've been you know weighing like two thirty eight, two thirty nine or so. So, you know, for me, that's that's pretty good. I'm a pretty pretty tall, so that sounds like a lot of weight probably to most people, but to me, that's a pretty pretty healthy healthy weight. I think that's a good job. Yeah, I don't understand. See, I don't understand how tall you are because I only see you on the internet, and that doesn't help me. Yeah, well, I, I'm six 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 foot four, or uh. Six three in a little fraction, so. But that's just a number. That's Jeremy. That's just. That's a. Yeah, I used to work somewhere in a cubicle farm, and there was one guy who was really, really tall. Like I was, this was when I was, you know, my first real job. So I was in the little tech support cubes that are only about this high. Right. Sitting down, you know. So if you go to talk to your friend, you just lean over their cube, you know, like this. Right. And then there were on the other end of the room, there were tall cubes that, you know. You and I, we could peek over them. You know, you could get your nose up there yeah, yeah. and look over like from Home Improvement, the neighbor from Home Improvement. There was a guy that was so tall, he would walk up to those tall cubes and just put his arms up on them <laughs> and talk to people. Oh, wow. Was, he, I, don't, I don't remember his name. I don't remember what he looked like. I just remember he was really tall. <laughs> well, I, I remember I worked with an engineer and he was probably three inches taller than me. He was, he was very tall. And we walked in, it was like one of the supervisor's offices. We were both in his door and the guy says, man, I've never been so intimidated. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not as tall as you, Jeremy. I'm what am I, about six foot, maybe five eleven. I don't know. As, but as far as I know, but I do know that when people are taller than me, it's disconcerting. Hmm. It doesn't happen. I don't stand in front of people and talk to people who are taller than me often enough. 
that I feel weird when I look up when I'm talking to make eye contact. Right. Yeah, not uh, most. I'm taller than most people. Yeah, like an inch or two probably doesn't matter, but if you're up a little bit, <laughs> I feel weird. It just doesn't. My brain doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It's. It's nice being. My goal for 2023 is to be three inches taller. You know, I saw you can do that. Apparently, they break your um, your femur. It's like a very painful. <laughs> have you seen this? You can have very long legs. Yeah, basically, like it's like uh like the opposite of that guy on King of the Hill. You know what is the name? Uh, Cotton, I guess, right? Oh yeah. You know, Cotton. He had the he had the yeah. tiny legs. He lost his shins in in Korea in the war or something Vietnam. Yeah, it's a good show. I I watched about half of it this year. <laughs> was was Hank Hill? Was he supposed to be one of the characters from Beavis and Butthead? Like the guy that drove his. He's almost that character. I mean, officially he's not, I don't think. But, I mean, he's drawn very similar and the voice is similar enough. It's it's amazing how much Mike Judge has, has done. Mike Judge's stuff, it's all fantastic, too. In one in way one... or another. I did not watch the new Beavis and Butthead movie. I'm terrified. Oh, I didn't know there was one. When did that come out? Oh, there is one. But we should, sca- we should get back to that when we get to talking about... Uh... Oh, yeah, movies. Because we didn't finish your goals. Yeah, okay. Here, so, yeah, I've got some other goals. Um, oh, I said keep plants alive and harvest fruit. That's kind of like a, you know, not really, sort of. I saw a tiny fruit on the internet. Okay, yeah, I did get some Barbados cherries, so that tree is still alive. So I have kept some trees alive and some trees, some things I've killed. So, you know, it's a little bit of mixed bag there. I also... <laughs> it's going to sound ridiculous. You know, along with losing weight, I, I've been wanting to kind of like be able to support myself on my hands in a sit position, but I'm pretty sure I can't do that. Okay, like putting your hands on the chair and push it up and getting off Right, or like on the floor, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm thinking about, I don't even know, are my arms long enough to do that on the floor? Like, do they That's, go below my... I, I think I think it's... I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't know, it's a, cha- it's a challenge for sure. I also said I'd improve at the baritone ukulele, which I have done, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to prove that right now, but... But I believe you. you. I try, Why would you lie to me, Jeremy? I... I Trust well, you. yeah, I mean, I also went to went to space a couple months ago, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that one. Oh, you know what I improved this year, What's Jeremy? That? My eyesight. I'm using bifocals. Really? How's, how's that work? Yeah, and they're fantastic. Well, that's nice. It's, it's amazing. I could see things at my desk on my monitors here without, you know, having to do weird stuff because that's what I was starting to have to do with my distance glasses. Yeah, I should probably... You know, it was blurry with and without my glasses, with just distance. Hmm. Well, I should. I should here. probably. Uh, I should probably get my vision checked at some point. It's always been like, I don't know, twenty twenty five. Isn't that like? It's like close to perfect, but not quite perfect. You know, at the same time now. I, well, as we get old, things yeah. Get worse. I mean, I look at. I'm using these, um, like cheater glasses, I guess, when I solder stuff. So you know, now it's a little bit harder to like focus on like stuff, like right in front of me. Yeah, that's a good reason to. To get your eyes checked yeah maybe because a lot of people avoid it and just buy the you know buy the reading glasses at the the drugstore or the walmart or something but they're never correct they're close but not right which is worse sometimes it's yeah. worse for your eyes I, well I got, I got my eyes checked in i think it was 2018 or something anyway basically i was having some problems so i better get checked and he did it said it was basically was fine and he, he gave me an appointment for or he said you should come get it checked again in 2019 i put it off for a while and then it was 2020 and then you know i'm not going to the doctor in 2020 and now it's 2022 and now it's 2022 so i guess i need to go see uh go see him 
So, yeah. I really like my new eye doctor. She's fantastic. Okay, well, you know, if, if, but that if, yeah, if, if, any, if I visit Plano, you'll have to tell me, you know, give me your... Yeah, she's at the Costco. Oh, at Costco. That surprised me. A lot, there were all kinds of good recommendations. I was looking for a new eye doctor. I said, well, it's, everybody says nice things about the Costco eye doctor. Well, I do have a so, Costco membership. You don't need them. They can't, there's laws or something. You can, you can always get your eyes. Really? Even without the and membership. I, I, I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a membership. Could I get a hot dog and a drink for $1.50 too? Well, I was there. I cannot because I don't have the membership. <laughs> well, anyway, that, that's kind of a good, uh, Good segue into one thing. I hear what you want to tell me about. But I uh, I bought a uh, a sink, a faucet from Costco because our kitchen sink is leaking, so gonna have to figure out how to install that. Yep. But if it's anything like the bathroom sinks that I also bought from Costco, then uh, shouldn't be too bad. I don't know. You got any thoughts about that, Pat? Uh, I've never installed a sink. I've only replaced the uh, faucets in the back but that uh, was sorry the ago. faucet faucet is what i'm talking about oh here. not the whole sink just so yeah you'll have no trouble the worst okay, part is good. if you don't have the right tools to unscrew the you know because i imagine you've got to be upside down under your cabinet squeezed in reaching up probably yeah they have a special yeah, tool guess. for taking off those nuts those you know because it's like a pipe they're on a pipe fit you know the you can't just put a you don't have room for a wrench and there's a tool for that that I don't remember what it looks like at all. But if okay. you have the tool, well, it's way easier. Well, we will... Uh, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's being shipped to me, so, you know. Until then, I've got a pan under the sink, so that's... Uh, yep. You know. We had a leak in our kitchen sink this year. It was the uh, the garbage disposal's got a crack in it. Oh, that's, that's more... That's a bigger deal. Yeah, and I don't know how to do that. We had a guy do that. It was not that expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the good and the bad thing was I, I called the plumber that I, a plumber that I very much trust. And he said, Oh, well, I'm going to be message says I'm going to be gone till December 28th. So I'm like, Oh, so then I look at it and I'm like, Oh, I can do this myself. So perhaps that would save me a lot of money. I yep. don't know. Or maybe it's, maybe it's cost a bunch of money. You'll have to ask me next time we yeah, talk. Oh, you should have told us about faucets because me and Brian were shopping for new faucets when he needed a new faucet. And there are, he got one where you touch it to to turn it on so you could just you could have dirty filthy hands and you just kind of give it an elbow and that's genius and there's other ones i liked that have a super strong jet in the middle you know you turn them on to spray there's one that it puts a cone of water to keep splashes in and it shoots a you know like a laser jet water cutter stream down the middle just blast food off of things but you that can't get dangerous. both. You can't get both touch and the super jet in the same. At least last year, you couldn't get the both mm. in one faucet. I think both okay. sound fantastic. I would like either, either one, and I don't know which one's better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. Um, anyway, that's. I think you're going to we'll do see. well, Jeremy. Thank you, Pat. I, I appreciate your confidence in me, and. I bought a somewhat expensive sink or somewhat expensive faucet, but I feel like that'll be well offset by the, the plumber. I'm not going to have to pay or yeah. maybe not if there's a big leak and, you know, remember what brand you bought, write it okay. down or something because all the, all the fit fixtures that came in our bathrooms here, we don't know whose they are. So we can't replace the, 
We've had two different plumbers in the house since we bought it. And neither of them knew what cartridge goes in the. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so well, the great to, thing you about... have to replace them if you can't find the cartridges, right? So it's a. Well, actually, I, I may not. I may not even write it down because I think, like, if you buy it online, like Costco, you just have a record of it anyway. You do well. So... You, well, just make sure you don't. For, in five years, ten years, make sure you don't forget because that's when you'll need it, and that's a long. That's yeah, a long I, I guess. Time. I guess you're right about that. And it would be if you write it if you write it on a little tag and put it under the sink, uh, like tie it to the, the water. Line, then the next idea. owners of your house will be like, "Oh, it's a Kohler, AB." Or maybe it says it on the sink or, something or whatever it is. Maybe it says it on the faucet. And then somewhere. they'll call you and praise you. What else? What else do we want to talk about? I know we had a few few things we wanted to kind of. I have a list about. here, Jeremy. I heard you've been playing around with stable diffusion. Yeah, so that was a uh, that's a bit of a disaster. Well, if <laughs> for for anybody who doesn't know, stable diffusion is one of these new artificial intelligence things, where you give it a prompt, you type in words like uh, you tell it you want to see Rick Astley as a garbage pail kid, and it will give you back a picture of Rick Astley as a garbage pail kid. I have some of those. That was I was trying to put celebrities in. And I figured I could rickroll myself with Rick Astley. <laughs> yeah, but well, it any... came out fantastic. They looked like Rick Astley. Oh, it actually looked looked good. Oh my goodness, yeah, they were fantastic. Well, my results have not been so good. In fact, you can see it on the create. The, it's at Create Invent Pod on on Twitter, the Create Invent Podcast, Twitter Twitter feed. Um, so first, I tried to do a, a uh, stable diffusion image of. Uh, you know the cartoon Puss in Boots in a um, Zardoz orange orange bandolier kind of a you know think about our conversation with Mister Forbits and yeah it didn't it turned out even weirder than you would expect I mean maybe not weird compared to the movie but you know the first one looks kind of like a raccoon with uh, it's like he's got cargo pants but on his shirt you know it's it's very strange and then I get a lot of folks with three arms. Or the wrong number of fingers, or eyes that don't make sense. But yeah. Well, and then then I thought, well, you know, maybe we should have a new logo for the Create Invent podcast, and I uh, put that in. And um, the first one says, "Create in a minute." In a minute. In a vienta. I don't know. And then the second one looks like. I don't know. It's it's like I guess I could say this because they're not real people. They they look like first guy looks like there's something wrong with him, and the second guy kind of does too. I don't the know. First but it guy says, looks kind of like Ringo Starr. Kind of weird teeth. Yeah, and but he's it, a little bit balder. It says is Ringo Starr bald. I I don't think so, but yeah, I guess you're right. Well, this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it says create it create a name pout. So, you know, anyway, my results have not been so good. So, so Pat, is there a, uh, is there a way to get actual good results from this or is it just, just a bunch of hype? Yes, there are. Well, all those fancy pictures, you, you see really cool pictures on the internet. My understanding is somebody sits down and types things in for like an hour or three trying to get good combinations of words that work. Yeah. And then they ask for a couple of hundred pictures with the good prompt they finally come up with. Then they pick out the best ones and they run those through more filters and it's a lot of work. 
But I've just been doing simple things. Like I was writing up an article about uh, some things I was doing with tail scale. And blog posts are better if there's pictures in between to break things up. And there's no pictures for just stuff that's just software. So I typed in things like I needed a nefarious hacker stealing. So I, mean, I was doing all kinds of weird little phrases like that. And I got all kinds of people in black hoodies with weird faces and little computers sometimes running away with them. And I saved a few. They're fantastic to just throw in the middle of a blog post for a weird... You know, where you would normally put a stock photo or something. You could put a... One guy had weird VR glasses. I can't say what some of the people looked like. It's not appropriate to say it. But it's not good. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess... Um, I guess for something like that, if you're looking for like a weird hacker type thing, it, it would kind of make sense that that would be a... I, I'll be honest, what... What you described to me the, with the glasses and stuff, I, I guess the first thing I think is, uh, you know, LeVar Burton on um, Star Trek The Next Generation, you know. Yeah, they I, were not that streamlined. These were more like FPV goggles, but not on straight and weird. <laughs> and and he was holding them down like an old person looking through their glasses, I think. Kind of okay. like one of these. So not quite as... Was, I guess he wasn't really supposed to be cool on the show, but not, not as cool as him even... You know, on the show. Yeah, no, not nearly as cool as LeVar Burton. <laughs> I bet this guy couldn't even read. And LeVar Burton has his own show about Yeah, reading. LeVar Burton so could definitely a, read. I, at for least, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, where are you getting your stable diffusion image? Where are you going to have them generated? What do you mean? I just like, I just searched stable diffusion. Is there some, is there a better way to do this? Well, well, I found something nice. It's called Stable Horde, H-O-R-D-E. Okay. It's an open source project where people, you can join the horde with your computer and your GPU. And I don't want to say customers, users like me. I could go to the website. I punch in my prompt and there are lots of more settings. You can use different diffusion engines and different presets and th stuff that I don't understand. There's lots of options. But they show you what some of them do. Like some of them will give you back cartoony art. Some of them will give you back like anime stuff. Hmm. There's all kinds of options. But when you put your prompt in and hit go, it sends that out to the people that ha are donating their GPUs to the to the stable horde. Hmm. And it's a crowdsourced setup. And, it's, and they have a Patreon. I'm giving them a couple of bucks a month since I'm using their thing i thought that was reasonable i don't know if that's i don't know if i'm doing it right but i'm doing it and i like it so. okay well cool so so you've had uh, decent results with with stable diffusion better better than i have definitely better but I, you got to keep adding words to it to get more but it's not going to work with everything like there's you could put celebrity names if you just put a celebrity name in yeah it gives you things that look a lot like... Like, I was trying to... I put a whole bunch of Dwight Schrute from The Office stuff in there. Like, Dwight Schrute in weird situations. And you could tell it knows that Dwight is angry and has glasses. I mean, everything is angry with glasses. But it's not him. It looks a little... It's, it's like... definitely not him, but you know that that AI 
has seen Dwight Schrute, has seen images that are labeled Dwight Schrute, for sure. That's funny. So, uh, <laughs> well, I guess, speaking of that, Pat, we were, was there any movie, I'm just trying to think, was um, some good TV and movies and stuff, was there something you want to talk about, about that? This week I've been watching Andor. Oh, is that good? This new Star Wars show. Yeah. My friend Brian told me this is fantastic, I should watch it, and I'm not really enjoying it very much. Okay. It feels like there's too much too much filler. Okay. Like I don't want to give anything away, but I'm going to say that the way the fourth the opening scene of the fourth episode, I feel like that should have been the opening scene of the second or maybe the third episode. Mm. Everything before that should have been Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm only halfway through. Maybe when I get to the end, I needed to know stuff well, from the first three episodes that seems did, like did unnecessary you, world building. Did you see um, The Hobbit, that movie? It was like three movies. No. Well, I saw the, I've read the book. I saw the first movie, and I was like, this is really just just like, just like too much. I don't need to know all you riding around a bunny sled or whatever you're doing. It was just like... Nothing happened to this movie, and I think they had three movies in this. So I, I feel like there should be a, a rule or even maybe maybe a law. You know, if you make more than one movie out of a book, then if it's not, like, really good each episode, then you, maybe you're going to need to go to prison or something. Is that, is that too harsh? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, Cause I, I think it's okay if it's just not for you. Yeah, I guess that's true. And they're expensive movies, though, so I hope they were enjoyed by a lot of people. I'm I'm sure they I'm sure they were. That's I was just how that has to work because I like I like the Lord of the Rings movies, but I felt like well, it's one movie, one movie for for one book. It, one book. You know, it's not like three. It, it's but they probably made more movie yeah. more money that way. So anyway, <laughs> you said you said you were saying you you watched the uh, the new Bill and Ted movie. And you said it was kind of... I did watch the new Bill and Ted movie. Kind of disappointing. Bill and Ted's... Uh, oh, boy. I'm trying to remember the subtitle. Face the Music, right? Face the Music. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't... I, I watched... You, you you told me you you finished it because you were you were required to, I guess. So you thought... You have to. Yeah. I, I watched... It was all right. I watched about half of it. I, was, I had the same problem with the Bill and Ted movie as I do with the new Coming to America movie. What's that? They're both they're both similar in that the movie isn't just about Bill and Ted and it isn't just about uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. It's about their it's really about their kids. Ah. But it's not about one or the other though. They're both there's two sets of stories going on in both of them, and you don't need both. It would be a good movie with one or the other. I see what you're saying. I, I thought it's, Coming to America was a better movie than Bill and Ted's. The new I, I finished. To America. Yes, the new coming to, and the old one was good too. I I, yeah. I didn't appreciate it, but I I liked uh, at first. But I, I watched the old coming to America, and I like how he sees like the whatever the Wall Street guys from the other movie, and he like isn't yes. like that was that yes, was the hilarious. Dude Brothers. The dude That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and in the the new he one, he sees like his... a million dollars or something. Yeah, and they're like we're back in business. We're back in. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was pretty good. That was a good callback. Yeah. So anyway, just gotta actually, I've been watching this uh, this show called Alone. Have you seen this? It's with um, oh, no. Basically, they put these people in the woods and just say you gotta live like this, and you know whoever taps out loses. In I guess we're to the point here, point now where everybody's pretty much starving, and I guess they're just this, waiting oh, for everybody. 
you make it sound like it's a reality show. Yes, it is a reality show. Okay. So it's but probably it's not... not whatever I just IMDb'd, because this is not a reality show. Well, pr- probably not. But yeah, basically they just all like make their own their huts and stuff. You know, I think they have like implements they can choose. And then basically they just mm-hmm. leave them out there to starve until, you know, they decide to tap out. They call and it's it's pretty entertaining. You know, it's like, oh, I caught a fish or you know, these people are eating like fish that washed up on shore and stuff. I'm like, mm, that's oh, probably are not... not good to eat, I think. That's a bad idea. I wouldn't think so. The guy's like, Well, this one has worms, but I think it's just in the guts. I'm like mm-hmm. All right. Okay. But it seemed he seemed not to get sick from it, so it's pretty I'm pretty interesting. That. You know, you've seen the new Twitter blue stuff. You know, Twitter got bought by Elon Musk. He was going to make everybody, you know, verified if they paid $8. And now he's not doing that exactly. So now you got to pay $8 and it's you get Twitter blue and you get an interesting name thing, but it doesn't mean you're like famous. So I was a little bit disappointed about that because I was kind of like, that might be worth $8. But it's, well, I don't feel like it's worth $8. Just by selling it for $8 devalued the whole thing. The, the whole value of having a blue check mark was that hardly anybody had one. Right. And if everybody has one, then it's really worth nothing. One, one thing about Twitter, though, I, I did notice if you, uh, if you post a mystery cable on there, people definitely talk about that. They do. It, do, you, do you have any certainty what your cable would be used for? So I, I posted a picture of a, a cable on, on Twitter, and... It had, um, I think, I think the consensus was one side was a mini DIN connector. Oh, that's definitely a DIN. It's a seven pin DIN with a little plastic key in the middle somewhere. Right. And then the other side looks like a mini USB, but I'm not even sure if that's, if that's right. So it's gotta be mini USB. Well, it's the right, I'm not saying it connects to USB. It might be, you know, you could abuse cables for anything you ports for anything if you're designing hardware you can do whatever you want but like i know you said on the go cable but on the go i don't think really showed up in any hardware until after phones were all shipping with micro usb well that was my initial guess i I, I don't actually think it's it's that at this this point (laughs) but even when i posted it to be honest but um but that's what's weird if it's a roomba cable and somebody posted a picture of a roomba cable that looks very much like that what were what is a Roomba plugging into with a mini U? I don't even I'm I'm baffled and I want to know more, Jeremy. I don't know. Well, anyway, it's it's kind of like um, you know it's it's like it's like a mystery of uh, you know you unearth this new pyramid and you have no idea who was built it. It's like uh, it's like technical archaeology or something. So, yeah, I guess I'm trying to think. I guess that's kind of what we wanted to say. I guess I guess one thing you know. For me, just looking at my goals for 2023, you know, one thing I want to kind of kind of look at is I want to figure out how to balance learning with getting paid and maybe track my time better. <laughs> no, I mean, because, you know, a lot of articles I, yeah. I write, it's like, it's like, okay, I got paid this. And, you know, maybe the hourly rate's good, maybe it's bad, maybe whatever. But, you know, some, it's like, it's almost like I have to balance, you know, learning with getting paid with, with, um, you know, kind of the exposure that I get and, and just kind of having to, I can't do one without the other. Yeah, but it's just kind of trying to. Triangle. You said three different right. things. So, that makes so yeah, it's, it's kind of like the, was it, do you want something good? Do you want it fast? Yeah. Or do you want it cheap? It's kind of like that with me. It's like, do you want it, 
do I need to learn? Do I need to get paid more? Or do I need to get exposure? And hopefully all of those are good, but usually I have to kind of balance it. So I, that's one thing I kind of want to, I don't know. Nobody, it's a, it's most a, people don't realize how much work goes into writing, you know, a thousand, two thousand word article. If you don't, there's research, even if it's not purposeful research. You know, everything that I write, I've done something. I've done work and then summarized it, essentially, right? So there's there's hours of tinkering or reading or research or something ahead of sitting down and writing the easy doing the easy part and writing the the article at the end yeah yeah and you know i guess i guess the thing is in, in theory the more i learn the easier it is to do you know more articles so it's like you know if my hour later yep. rate isn't so good here then you know maybe later maybe i'm getting effectively tw paid twice as much but you know then the technology changes and you get to start it all over again so, so it's kind of a i don't yep. know and you use the word exposure. I don't think that's the word I would use, but the more exposure you have, the more you make on your future writing. Like that's... like our blogs, they all, every six months our traffic was pretty much doubling for years. You know, so when you were right, when you're getting 10, 10 visits a day, you feel like, boy, I'm writing all this stuff and nobody's reading it. But then... 10 becomes 20 becomes 40 becomes a thousand before you before you know it just because you're putting in that time and putting in the content and you know yeah yeah no i, I think i think exposure is maybe a it's a word that people are like oh you can't like work for exposure and that's absolutely true but i don't know it's um no, you know even building, even like this building up even reputation like this, and following and right yeah well I mean even even this podcast it's not like we get paid a whole lot for it but it is it is something that we get some huge huge benefits from as far as you know people we get to meet and just kind of putting you know people people know know me I suppose from this people know you people know you know even even Max our old our host Max Maker and you know people that are on here they get they get that benefit too of people being able to know who they are. So I don't know. It was, was kind of cool. Like, um, actually one time a, um, somebody had him be on before any, anyway, it was just, he went, he wanted to get in contact. He had a business opportunity for another guest. And I was, I thought I had on, I'm like, yeah, I can connect you guys. So networking. I don't know, quite know what happened, but what's that? It's networking. Yeah. But it All was, it was comes down to networking in one way or another. Yeah. But Anyway, in that particular instance, I, I felt like it was cool that I got to like maybe maybe put two people together that could benefit from well, each if, other's. If we roll back a bit to Twitter, to our Twitter discussion, it doesn't matter how many followers you have on Twitter. It matters that you've accrued the right particular followers and the right interactions. Because like you said, we're doing this podcast together here because of Twitter. Right. Right. It doesn't matter if I had a thousand followers at the time or I was, it, it matters that you were following me at that time or I was, or whatever that. Right. And we were interacting. That was what was important. I could have had three followers as long as one of them was you that this may have worked out. Right. That's a, well, that, that's uh that's very nice of you to say, but it's, well, it's true. It's not, it's not a compliment necessarily, but it's a, you know, interesting yeah, reality. Well, 
I'm just trying to say that the, the actual number of followers, the actual number of people reading your things doesn't matter. It matters that the right people are reading and consuming your content. You know what's, yeah, what's you can interesting? You buy 100,000 Twitter followers for 20 bucks or something, but it's just a number. <laughs> None of those fake followers yeah. are going to invite you to be a co-host on their podcast, right? That's a... Well, that's, that's true. At least you wouldn't think so. Um, no, it's very unlikely. <laughs> You know, you know what? What's funny? I, I I was talking to this. I was telling this some. I was telling this to somebody the other day. You know, telling them what I do. I was like, yeah, you know, I've written for you know Popular Science. I've written, you know, I, I like to throw that out there because it just sounds, you know, sounds important. Even though apparently it's not a print magazine anymore. But we anyway. And <laughs> anyway, and I said, you know. What's interesting is I'll write like white papers for different industrial things, and it seems to me like the fewer people that read what I work, what I write, the more I get paid for it. And it's really kind of weird, but I guess I guess what you're saying is basically, and what, what kind of the conclusion I came to as well is that, you know, even if a hundred people write this, even ten people read this, you know, if that one person is Jeff Bezos and he buys hundred hundred million dollars worth of you know, rocket, rocket deal things, yep. you know, then it's, then I need to be charging more actually. So, yep. It all, yeah. it, it all depends and it's hard to figure out. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have the answer. I've been able to, I've been able to make a living at this, but it's, you know, it's always like, you know, you just, just, uh, I guess it's always business. You're always figuring out things as 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 you go. I guess. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I want to get paid to write, Jeremy. I enjoy writing, and I think that would suck all of the fun right out of it. Yeah, well, you know, like uh, like some time ago, one of my customers they they wanted somebody else to write for them, and I I contacted you. I was like, yeah, you know, you might you interested? You, and you I said, remember this. He's like, no, I don't want to be paid for this. I was like, no, that is that well, is a strange strange. I know thing. from. You know, sometimes you hit a blog topic that gets traction on Google, right, in the search results. And sometimes you have a blog that's got some profitable, you know, affiliate links or something in it. And they're not always the same, but every now and then they meet, right? And you get something that's popular and has profit potential in it. But sometimes those topics are the worst to write. They're not enjoyable. They're not fun. They're not... And I hate chasing those. I've done that before, and I'm like, I didn't like doing that. That was, I need to just have, it would be nice if it just happened that something profitable was also fun. Yeah. But, well, I guess somebody else decided to do do that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I mean, all, all things considered, though, I'm, I'm quite happy with what I do, but it's, it's always, it's always a, you know, a mindset of, you know, how can you, how can you make more money? How can you do things more efficiently? How can you, you know, have more fun? How can you do more things that you're interested in? And half the time, it's just trying to niche down and make sure I'm not like going off and doing something I shouldn't be, not shouldn't be, but, you know, I had a, I had a video I haven't published about um, refinishing my uh, baritone ukulele and it's like, I think you should publish it. I think I should publish it. I, I honestly, I, do. I, I thought well, about the, the people I'm watching on YouTube that tell you how to do better at YouTube are saying you niching down is 
old school, and that's not what you should be doing hmm. anymore. But, I don't know. I honestly, I, I honest, honestly kind of thought, well, maybe I should make like another channel, but then I don't have I don't have time for that. You know, you know what yep. I mean. So. Well, and that's something else we learned when we put when we put up a me and Brian put up a third blog, and we were able to get that from zero to hundreds of clicks per day in. Yeah, I think the first three months were crickets, and then it just it shot up mm. to a few hundred clicks per day, and the idea the idea being what we kind of figured out is if you plateau one thing if it's not growing faster. It's easy to get another thing to to that plateau. You know, start another thing to catch up and you know ride your other wave. Yeah, I mean maybe so. So I guess what you're saying is maybe it would be worth starting another channel. Or yeah, maybe, it could. Yeah. Well, I don't know how YouTube and Google algorithms are different but similar. So I don't hmm. I don't know for sure, but I suspect that yes, I think if you start another channel, it can catch up with your other one. Hmm, interesting. Pretty quickly. Well, I don't know. I guess I guess with that, it's like, uh, you know, it's it's just just a matter of. I wish I had thirty six hours in a day, you know. Yeah. So, but maybe maybe that's maybe that's my biggest goal for twenty twenty three. Just try to use my time more efficiently, and you know, just get some time awesome management. projects done. What's that? Time management. Time management. It's a yeah. hard problem, Jeremy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. You feel like we've, uh, we've covered what we needed to, Pat. I feel like there was an important thing we were going to say, but, uh, was there, Oh, I wanted to ask you about your macro pad. Oh, yeah. I heard you're putting uh side buttons on there. So yeah, that's one thing I, um, working on. I got the macro pad here. You can see it a little bit, hopefully. Oh, you've got two buttons on one yeah, side. I got I got two buttons on one side. So this macro pad I'm working on, this is new JC Pro Macro 2. It's got a uh, removable keys. And then I'm working on some actual side buttons that you can, I don't know what you'll do with it. It's still a bit of an experimental thing, but it's, um, should be pretty cool. Also using the, um, KB 2040 by Adafruit, which is an RP 2040 baseboard. So it should be a lot easier to, to edit. That's from stuff. the Raspberry Pi folks. Yes. It's from Raspberry Pi. So. So yeah, I'm, uh, you know, pretty excited about it. And it's, I guess that's one thing, you know, I, I need to go ahead and finish this second Kickstarter so I can, you know, basically harvest the money, harvest the, harvest the time that I've already put into it for, for money and, and fun and profit and, and such. Oh, so I like that, Jeremy. You've planted a crop. I planted a crop and... and I had to harvest it. I can't let it just wither on the vine like I've been doing for the last last month or two, yep. two so well i'm excited about the side buttons yeah well i'll have you to put them on the wrong side for me i want the button on the other side well the great thing is you, you can see here i've got um i've got dowel pins that are basically holding these these buttons in so there's actually yep. holes for dowel pins on the other side depending oh, on nice. depending on how you would want to use them so maybe uh perhaps uh perhaps you'll be getting one of these bases to try out pat well, I'm you, excited, Jeremy. If you like, so I heard that you clunked right into that. I did. I did clunk right into it. Watch your head. So watch my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um. But that's another thing that you get to. Uh, I'm going back to that word exposure. That's the wrong word. But 
you've had a successful Kickstarter. This will be a second one, and that's yeah, that that's true. So it'll say one successful Kickstarter on your page. It'll say there was a previous one. You get to mention it. Yeah, yeah. No, talk it, about how you fulfilled it. It is it is cool how you know one thing as far as maybe not content wise, but as far as like products wise, it does build on each other. You know, one thing that's been pretty successful this year is my um, Easy Fan Two boards that are used to uh, power Raspberry Pi fans primarily and other stuff like that. You know, I designed those a year or two ago and they're still, you know, I'm still selling a few of, you know, a couple of week, but it's not like a ton of money, but it's enough that it's, you know, it's a nice, like, Oh, I get an order. I just put it in the mail and you know, yeah, kind of nice. So it, it's nice to have that just kind of, you know, I guess you're just banking, as as you said again, as you said, not exposure, but just kind of some stuff that maybe tastes some long term benefits. So yeah, and maybe the right person buys your macro pad, and then it ends up on Linus Tech Tips. Oh man, or something. Maybe. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> then I got to figure out how to fulfill way more. Yeah, then you need to yeah too many or I. But you know what I mean. There's a. You yeah, get yeah. Something in the right hands, and then the right networking happens. And... I, I know what you mean. I, I feel like for the first one, I had um, it was like I got that good. I got like enough, again exposure because we're not supposed to say that, but we've been saying it over and over. You know, I got I got guys. You know, some people to to basically put it out there that maybe weren't like, you know, they weren't Matt Perks famous, but they were somewhat well known. So I got it. Yeah. You know. Somewhere, somewhere around 200 orders, but not like, not like 10,000 orders. Cause I wouldn't know what to do with, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. At what point between 200 and 10,000 do you get scared? Ooh. Do you get worried that it's going to, I, I think scared I, is the wrong word, but I'm going to stick with it anyway. I think, I think I could handle 600. Okay. So 200 was pretty good then because it didn't. 200 it was didn't good. didn't reach your scary zone. But it was Six, a good percentage. Six hundred would be a bit much. But yep. you know, but you know, at that point, at some point, I guess you guess you get try to get the whole thing made for you, or I don't know, hire some help. <laughs> so, yep. You know, it's a good good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. So. uh Jeremy, where can we find you on the internet? So, yeah, on the internet, uh, you know, my website's jeremyscook.com. I don't update that that much. You can also find me on YouTube. You could, if, if you search for Jeremy Cook or Jeremy S. Cook, I'll, I'll come up. And then on Twitter, I do use that. I'm at Jeremy S. Cook. And, um, yeah, I'm around. Oh, oh also, I did, um, I've been doing a um, course on Raspberry Pi stuff, Raspberry Pi products, on embedded computing so i'm actually doing like a live live web like live class every every month or so embedded computing is a website yeah embeddedcomputing.com and um anyway that's it's been cool actually you um <laughs> i don't know that they advertise this well enough but they're actually giving away a um, a pico raspberry pi pico when you sign up for the course so you know that's that's oh, pretty cool. that's pretty neat so but yeah what about uh what about you pat what a what, where can we find you? Well, I think the only place you have to go to find me is patshead.com. That's my website. It has links to everywhere else where I show up, and that's where my stuff all lives. Good. Well, And I'm on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, this is the could... Create Slash Invent podcast. Yep, as, as, which is where you can find me as well. So, 
Yeah, so patshead.com, you want to find Pat, then that's where he's at. Um, yeah. I am. So, anyway, thanks uh, Thanks so much for uh, for listening to us tonight and uh, watching us. And Pat, I hope you have a you know, great Christmas, happy holidays, and a great new year. And I'll, I will talk to you in 2023. So. You too, Jeremy. And I hope everyone else has a fantastic holiday season here. All right. Because there's 27 holidays. Really? going on right now i don't know if it's 27 it's a lot all right well see you later see you later i lost my mouse pointer